You are listening to the Christian Worship Center podcast. For more information about our church, please visit us at cwcstillwell.com. We hope you enjoy this message. Yeah, I came to praise the Lord. I don't know. The uh, I was just we was reading a book, and the, uh, you guys have heard me about talk about it. But uh, the the bet the bet Letchum. And we've been hearing about the bet, the, the two is the bet, the house. Well, that's a house of bread. Yeah. I don't know about you, but I need to be the house of bread because yeah. I gotta, I gotta be filled with the bread that I can give somebody something that's worth eating. And, uh, the, he say the bet lechum is Bethlehem. Bethlehem. House of bread. So it's pretty awesome. I thought that was pretty cool whenever, uh, you know, he's talking about the double bet and the year of the double, the double portion and, but, but the year of the habitation and living in it. And God's trying to teach us how to come into his presence. That's pretty awesome. God wants us in his presence. There ain't nothing greater than the presence of God. No presence, no power. If we got no presence, we got no power. But I'm thankful for the presence and power of God that wakes me up. He says in, in Psalm number three, it says, I woke up and the Holy Ghost of God sustained me. He said, Thou, Lord, our shield for me, the glory and the lifter of my head. But he says, whenever I woke up, it was the Holy Ghost of God that sustained me. Amen. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you, Lord, for your precious word. I thank you, Lord, that you are the bread of life. Lord, I pray, Lord, that people would be invigorated. And, Lord, I thank you, Lord, that you just fill everybody in this house and online and anybody listening under the sound of my voice. Lord, we're being empowered by your spirit. And I thank you, Lord, for the, for the power over the, over the enemy, Lord, that you give us. Thank you, Jesus, for dying for us. Lord, hide your servant behind your word and let your word speak. Hallelujah, as it always does. But, Lord, let us to have ears to hear and hearts to receive. Lord, that we might not sin against you. We love you and thank you. We pray in Jesus' name. Uh, pastor's been preaching about too grown up to quit, right? Well, the whole time he was preaching the message, I, I was reading, and then I would go to reading it a little bit more, but... Then I began, and then I backed up from where he was reading in the, in Acts seven. Where and then I backed up. I said, well, "What's going on here? Why? Why is all this taking place?" Well, it actually just speaks. And I, he may have, he may have said it already, but I'm gonna say it again. But it, and when you back up and look what Stephen was doing, this was Stephen. He was preaching a, a, a profound message of the revelation of God. He was empowered by the Holy Ghost to do this. He's gonna pre, he said, let's this, and this is how it goes. You guys can go back and read it, but he says, okay, boys, Pharisees, religious of religious, let's back it up a little bit. You guys got me up here. Let's get, let's back it up to the beginning. You guys follow God out of Egypt. Did you, or did you not? You followed him out. He gave you his word. You guys have been going all along. He's been, you, you guys have been reading it all along. And it's this right here, but it was before you. And you guys couldn't even notice it. But Stephen, he was seeing the end from the beginning. So, but he had a revelation and he had to have that power because he was preaching his final message. How many of us know when we're about to be, we're already wrongly accused, we're here all wrong, you know you're about to die. If not die, you're definitely going to get beat on. How many of us are willing to, he said, I might as well go down flaming. I'm going to go down, I'm going to go down. You guys going to hear about it right now. Every one of you. Paul standing, Saul, Saul was standing right there. He's standing right there listening to every word. And I'm talking about the transformation power of God was taking place. Don't none of, don't none of God's people die and something, somebody, something's going to happen from it. Just like the, he, he talk about his, his dad dies. What happens? Holy Ghost fills people, knocks them back from the casket, empowered by the Holy Spirit that was within him. People coming back from the dead just to deliver the word. But, but whenever I was, li- this is just, this is like a, this is like a, 
it's like a presetting, I guess, because pastor's been talking about two growing up. So he he was growing, but you think about what he was doing. He was preaching to himself. He was in. He was. He said, he said encourage yourself in the Holy Spirit, and Holy, encourage yourself in the Word. You ain't gonna find it anywhere else. You can't find your strength anywhere else. You go anywhere else, you'll be left up short. You come here. Now this is, I believe, there's. People feel with the power, and but you come in here and you feel the power in your life, and then you leave and you feel like you got no power. Well, I'm telling you, if you came here today, I don't want you to leave feeling like that. God wants to empower you. He said he sent the Holy Spirit and power. Holy Spirit and power. So if you're not experiencing power. Try getting in his presence. Then some things that seem like something will turn into nothing. And things that seem like nothing turn into something. Just sitting with God, like he said, just sitting in his presence. He said he thought he had to do all the praising. He thought he had to, who in here don't think like that? Man, I got to be saying something. I got to be praising. I got to be, I, I, I. But I in his presence, in the presence of Jehovah. He said, all the fullness wells in him, and it pleased him that. So being able to sit and be still and wait upon the Lord and know that he's going to show up every time. Every time. He don't. He doesn't mess around. But uh, I praise God for the word that became flesh and dwelt among us to give us and show us and teach us. And uh, I'm so thankful for the Word of God, you know. And it, that, that, but like I said, whenever Stephen he was he was he was going to the finish, he was going to make it to the finish, and he preached. But whenever he preached the Word, it cut him to the heart. It says it accomplishes what it accomplished exactly what God wanted it to do. And I believe. Yeah, of course God come and visited Saul, transformed him into Paul. But that message, I believe that message, he was preaching that message. He, God was not going to let that message go undone. May not have been none of them guys receive it right there. But there was one man, he said it just transformed his life. It's the beginning. That was the word coming down. He said he's going to accomplish where and I said it. He sent it to somebody there. I believe that Saul could have been the product of he could have been that's just my thinking don't that's just robert thinking i read whenever i read the word of god i just man i just feel sometimes you got to bring you right in there you're a part of it that's the power of the holy spirit he wants us to feel like we're a part of the word because jesus is a part of us he wrote the word. He wants you to feel empowered by it. He wants you to use it to cut what needs to be cut off. He wants you to lose it to build up what needs to be built up. If we don't turn to it, we'll never know. And I want to turn to 1 John 2. And I had, I'm telling you, whenever I read this word, I think I had to get saved again. John 2, if I can find it, towards the end. Two and six. It said, whoever says he lives for Christ... And accept him as God and Savior ought to have more obligation to walk and conduct himself as he walked and conducted himself. He said, I'm not writing a new commandment to you, but an old commandment which you have heard from the beginning. An old commandment, the message which you have heard. On the other hand, I'm writing a new commandment to you, which is true and realizing Christ in you because the darkness... Is clearing away the true light that's already shining. So it's not a new commandment. This is stuff you already know, 
But I'm going to tell it to you again so you realize it again that you let we let darkness creep in and sometimes it, sh- it tries to overshadow the light that's already in us. This, this is the one who says he has the light is in the light. Then amplified, it says in constant fellowship with Christ. And yet he habitually hates his brother is in darkness until now. Right now, you'd be knowing if you if you hating your brother, you ain't, can't can't live there. You can't live there and be in the light. The one who loves unselfishly, he says, yeah, the one who loves unselfishly seeks the best for his brother's lives in the light. And in him there is no occasion for stumbling or offense. But one who is habitually hates his brother is in, is in darkness and walking in darkness and does not know where he's going. He has blindness in eyes, in his eyes. I'm writing you to you little children. He says in here, believers and dear ones, because sins have been for, our sins have been forgiven in his name's sake. Been pardoned and released from spiritual debt through his name because you have confessed his name, believing him as Savior. I'm writing to you, fathers, believers who are spiritually mature because you know him and existed, and he existed from the beginning. I'm writing to you, young men. Those, this, he's going to include everybody in here. Those, this is what the Amplified says. Those believers who are growing in spiritual maturity because you have been victorious victorious and overcome evil, the evil one. I've written to you ch- children, those who are new believers, those spiritually immature, because you have come to know the Father. I've written to you fathers because you have come to know him and existed from the beginning. And I've written to you young men because you are strong and vigorous. The word of God remains in you and you have been victorious over the evil one. But what's it come to? Do not love the world. Nor the things of the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the father's not in him. Okay, this is where it's, this is where it gets a little convicting, a lot. As I'm reading this word, okay, I love God. But there's been times in my life that was unfruitful. Just since I've been saved, this is since I've been. Of course, whenever I lived in darkness, there was no fruit there. But since you've been saved, you go through an area of barrenness. Well, that don't speak much for the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm talking about a power that that transformed me from dead to living. The power of God to deliver somebody out of darkness and put them right into the light. Okay, that was power. That was deliverance power, right? I experienced the power of God the same way the power of God was in Stephen. I've experienced that is life-giving power. In order for people to receive what you have, you have to be living in power. They don't, they don't want it if it don't look like you got victory. Okay, if I'm just moving along, working a job, and, and I ain't got no power over the enemy in my own life, maybe. But you can, you can ride off, you can ride for a little while off the things, you, the seed you sowed previously. I believe that's. It just happened. You've sowed good seed for a long time, and for a while you can ride it out, not do nothing. And it's good things come to you, but you have to sow to the Spirit in order to reap from the Spirit. We cannot love the world. And as you know, God's really been calling people lately to cut off the worldly things. He's always calling people to do that. But we have to cut off the worldly things so we can experience the heavenly things. The life I live is no longer for me, but it's through Jesus, for him. I want to live and I want to I express what he's done in my life by living a life that is represents what he's done. For all that is in the world, the lust of the sensual cravings of the flesh and the lust of longing of the eyes and boastful pride of life, 
These do not come from the Father, but from the world. The world is passing away in all of its lust. But one who does the will of God and carries out his purpose lives forever. What does he say? Children, this is the last hour. Just as you have heard, the Antichrist is coming. Those who will oppose and attempt to replace him. Even now, many Antichrists are there, having appeared, which confer, which which confirms our belief that it's the last hour. We, I'd say we'd all agree that we're in the last hours. If we do not hold fast to what is true, we will be deceived. We'll be deceived. I want to skip down to John, 1 John 2 and 27. This is whenever God gives you this. I read these things. I want to be destroying hell for a living because that's what Jesus came to do. He said he came to destroy the works of darkness. So if you have things dark in your life, that's what he came to destroy. We have to, he said, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. We have to do our part. We have to do our part. We have to resist. We have to submit to God, then resist. He said, 2 and 27, as for you, this is us. The anointing, I'm going to read it in Amplified, the special gift, the preparation which you receive from him remains permanently in you. Just as you have no need for anyone to teach you, but just as his anointing teaches you, giving you sight through the presence of the Holy Ghost about all things, and it's true, and it's not a lie. And just as his anointing has taught you, you must remain in him, being rooted in him, knit to him. That's what he wants. In the presence is the power. Whenever I first, pastor said something about preaching on Wednesday, but I woke up on Thursday at 4.44, and this is not the first time I woke up at 4.44, and, and, and you know, and uh, I was like, what does this mean, God? Well, there's only one time in the Bible where all, them, that many fours come together, and there's a, one scripture, but uh, it's talking about the, the four corners of the four legs, the four rings on the four corners of the four legs of the altar of the bread and of the 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 shoe bread and the what is the the ark of the covenant two different things that's how they carry it we all if you've not heard the scripture he said i am the bread of life you and I, we must have the bread of life working in our lives. We have to have, to have authority, we need his presence. So now, little children, remain in him. So that the appearing of his return, you may have confidence and not be ashamed and shriek away from it as it's coming. If you know that he absolutely is righteous, you know that everyone who practices, oh, practice, we're going to hone in on the practice. Okay, you practice, they get up here, the, the band don't work good without practice. So this is something you have to constantly do. If you, if you don't practice doing right things, you'll not know how to do them. He's not expecting you to come to him right. He don't. He already knows you wasn't right or he wouldn't have needed him. But he wants you to practice the things that you know are right. He puts these things in you and he'll put people around you. But as it says up here, once you come to God, he'll begin to teach you and he'll use everybody around you in every situation. He likes to teach. He, he's the best teacher of all because he can use the whole world. Everything in it is his. He can use every part of the word. He's got, he's got any way. Best, 
Wouldn't every teacher love to be able to have that ability at any given time, give you a visitation, a visual, and, and lead you in the path of righteousness for his name's sake, for the glory of God? He said, what does it go on in three? See what incredible quality of love the Father has shown to us that we would be permitted to be named and called, counted, children of God. And so we are for the reason the world does not know us because it did not know him. Beloved, we are even here now children of God and not yet made clear what will be. We know that when he comes and is revealed, we will be like him because we will see him just as he is. Everyone that has this hope in him purifies himself just as we he is pure. Everyone who practices, here the word is practice. If you practice sin, you also practice lawlessness. So, God, you, God clearly wrote his laws in your heart. So whenever we practice these things that don't line up with the word. So if you, if you, so it says there is there now no condemnation. If you in, if you're in Christ Jesus, there is no condemnation. If you not walk, not according to the world, but according to the spirit, lots of people want the verse. There's no condemnation. But they don't want the walk in the spirit and not in the flesh. Flesh is easy. It says broad is the way to destruction. And many goes by that way. Narrow is the way that leads to life everlasting. And few will find it. He said if it's even hard for the righteous to be saved. We're going to fool ourselves and thinking we can just do any old thing we want. Of course not. I don't believe that, that this is in the house. But I thank God that we're able to overcome and, and walk into a different part of life. And like I said, if I, so what am I, what do you practice? Are you practicing righteousness? Are you practicing the word? Are you practicing praying for people in public? Are you practicing getting in his presence? It ain't. It ain't easy to cut off all these things sometimes. He said, the one who practices sin, separating himself from God and offending him by acts of disobedience and indifference, is of the devil. The moral values from him is not of God. From the devil has sinned and violated God's law from the beginning. The Son of God appeared for this purpose. This is what God came to do, to destroy the works of the devil. That's our purpose. It was his purpose. It's now for our purpose is to destroy the works of the devil in our own lives and in others' lives when when called to. Start destroying the works of the devil, sensual things. If it applies to your senses, start denying your sensual Start denying the things that come so easy. And start start embracing the things that are hard. If you embrace the things that go hard, God will meet you there. Good things usually, I say embrace the things that are hard because it's not, it's not easy doing the right thing. It's not easy to do it. Now, sometimes it is easier to do the right thing. But a lot of, it takes practice. It's easy for George to get up there and play his guitar because he practices guitar. Maybe God give you a gift. But he still got to practice a new song. You still got to practice. I don't care how many gifts you got from God. You still have to practice. We have to practice. And if you don't preach it, practice what you hear and preach. We need... We got to have, he said he endued us with power. And he said the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but mighty to the pulling down of strongholds, right? We, we hear it. We know it. We have to begin to pull down the strongholds in our lives. 
begin to be knit together and be at one with the Father as he is one. Be at one with Jesus as he's one with the Father. I need all the help I can get. I have to have it. I have to have his presence. And, and, and uh, like I said, I went through a part of my life of, uh, recently that I didn't, I didn't show how much I've been delivered from. What have I done? Have I destroyed the works of the devil? Barely in my own life. You know, have I cast down every vain imagination and everything that exalts itself against God? I can't say I've been victorious in every way. Some things, but like I said, you go through this period, you go to just working and living life, and that's not what God's called us to do. He has not called us just to live life. He said, I came that you might have life, have it more abundantly. That's not stuff. That's not stuff. He said he wants you to live abundantly because why? He's the bread that came from heaven. He's the bread that satisfies he said, I want you to be a living well, spring of water, springing up into everlasting life. If you'd ask me and I'd give it to you. He said he loves to give you the good things. He wants us to have the good things, but with no, with no direction, with no guidance, you wouldn't do nothing with it anyways. But he says you have not because we ask not. First Corinthians, I'm just going to read this verse. It says, for the kingdom, first Corinthians four and 20, it says that for the kingdom of God is not based on talk, but on power. <laughs> I can talk it all up. I can, I can say this, I can say that, but I have to be experiencing the power. These things will follow them that believe. If you judge yourself, whether you've cast out any devils, he said, they shall cast out devils. They shall see that if you judge yourself, if you're a follower of God, according to that, we better start casting out some devils. They should be just subject to you walking in the room. But if we, he said, these signs, it's not that you're looking to go find any devil you could cast out. Maybe you will. Maybe if that's your ministry, go do it. But if God tells you, it is, it's available. He says, for the kingdom of God is not based on talk. And then what he, what he was saying whenever he's in there, you can go read it in 1 Corinthians 4 and 20. He was talking to these guys. He was about to come to town. Paul was about to come to town. These guys have been talking all the talk, how they could do all and this and that. And we're this and we're that. He said, I'm going to tell you right now, men. You want to be an apostle? They want to be an apostle. You better be ready for sacrifice because we're always beat up. We're always poor. We're all, this is the way. He said, I'm not trying to discourage you, but that's just the way it is. But I, I know the recipe for God to pour out his spirit. You want to follow it? It's okay. God, and just like Stephen, he, he heard, he heard Stephen preach that message and therefore he got empowered. He's like, man, this guy has, Man, we just killed that guy. He had to go back and think about that throughout his whole life. Seeing that face, he said, I see, I see Jesus on the throne. He said, Ooh. And then, Ooh. Then I think God might have even took him into this and, and then blinded his eyes after he seen him. See, now that's what Stephen was seeing. Now you're going to look at it. It's going to blind you because you ain't ready for it yet. You're not ready yet, but I'll go get you. We'll go get you fixed up. We'll take you in the desert and we'll fix you up. We'll get you ready for what I'm about to do with you. Praise God for turning murderers into destroying the works of the murderers. Just like I said, turning graves into gardens. Only Jesus walks up into the tombs and says, listen here, Legion, get out. Okay, you. Go into town. Tell them about tell them about who you just talked to. Tell them about who you talked to. Just go tell them. That's all you need to do. You got power. You just been empowered. Man, think he didn't receive the Holy Ghost whenever the Holy Ghost came? Guaranteed that man received the Holy Ghost. He was already preaching and believing. 
Yeah, maybe I read a lot into stuff, but I'm going to tell you right now, that's the way there the the power and anointing of God is contagious. People want to they they want to feel the power, but we came God came to destroy the works of the devil. We should begin to destroy the works of the devil, not by wrestling against it, but by prophesying with your mouth against it. Open your mouth. The word of God is powerful. And whenever Marty was preaching, he says, he was saying at the same time, he was saying, don't forget the past. God was telling me, forget the things behind. Well, what do you got to forget? You don't forget the things God does for you. You can forget the things where you failed. And even the victories you have, you ain't got to remember them like I'm going to live in that victory. He said, because people that perform, they say, you'll only be as good as your last miracle. You ever heard that? I've heard that a lot. So if you're you're going off performance-based, you'll never make it. But you just go off presence. He said, God was recently has told me, follow the provision that I'll give you. Follow the provision that I'm giving you. I'm trying, I'm having to learn. I'm having really having to learn. The the wilderness is a holy place, and this, this God is really beginning to show us things. We what we think is not what we what it is. The, oh, the same book, you, he, they're walking and walking, and they take off on a journey, and they're going up a mountain, and the teacher says, what would you call this road? He says, Rocky Road. What would this road be called? They go to another road, Sandy Road. So he had names for 10, 5, 6, 7 different names for different roads on the way, but the when they got to the end, he said, well, in, in, in Zion, the names are named not according to what things look like, but, but where you're going to end up. They name them Road to Bethlehem, Road to Nazareth, whatever, Road to Zion. Not for what it's looked like, he said, because sometimes the easy way may lead you straight to hell. What's the Bible says that, right? But the hard and rocky way may lead you to glory. So I thought that was pretty cool. But all these different names, he went by his sight. So we walk not by sight, but by faith, right? That's what the Word says. For, those, for faith is what pleases God. I want to turn to John 6. And then we'll... This is where... If we're... Uh, John 6 and uh, 26. That's just the first drink. (laughs) We got a long ways to go, don't we? Dang. No. The word of God you have to have for yourself. What I can get up here and say can never do. Now, maybe you can glean something off what I say up here, and and you can take it and you go home and run with it. But the fact is, no matter what, you have to do something with what you hear. You cannot just sit on it. It's like a prophecy. It's like any word from God. You cannot just sit on it and expect it to be transformed into this great, marvelous thing like he's waving, like he said, waving the wand. Here you go. Abracadabra. Boom. No, it don't work like that. If you expect it to be an easy road, you've read the wrong Bible. I don't see anywhere in the Bible where anybody that followed God had an easy time of it. They did not have an easy life, but they had a fruitful life. And they had the abundant life. And that's what's so cool about God. How he can make you prosper in the middle of famine. But like I said about the apostle, we said, you want to talk about an apostle, you want these things, you want all these things. There's a lot that goes into being an apostle. You're going to be treaded upon like you're nothing. We was talking about it right after church. Apostles get treaded on and so do the prophets. Judging everything that comes out of their mouth, holding them up to this standard that you wouldn't even be able to be held up to. 
Use accountable. We are accountable for every word that comes out of our mouth. I guarantee you, you don't want to judge yourself to the standards you judge others. Boy, he really missed it, didn't he? Maybe you, maybe you just didn't hear right. Maybe you didn't do your part. Maybe you didn't get up by faith. Whenever she was saying, "I get up," I, I really feel that I need to be able to get up and move in the spirit. Whenever he calls, I did feel the need to get up, but I, you, you, you resist, and you hear. I don't know. If you guys will start listening to God, you'll hear great and mighty things in your spirit. You'll begin to hear things that that are so great and mighty, there's no way. You're like, that's awesome. How can I do that, God? You won't. He will through you. If you'll believe him. He's just looking for somebody that believes. Sometimes it don't come out like you think it out in your mind. You got good, and even like today when I'm, Whenever you come to preach a word or, or deliver a word, because I'm never preaching at you, because this word, this, whenever I read, you, a, a person that is righteous practices righteousness. So this is going to be my main focus. But if you practice lawlessness, so that's, that's pretty convicting to me whenever you're reading that. And you, if, you don't, if you don't let the word of God cut you where you need to be cut, and, and, and if I'm not standing in the presence and the power that I'm called to in this day and time, I'm only, I don't want to miss what God's doing. I want to be right there, and I don't even know if there's time, going to be time, because I think the word of God is going to be needing to be preached so heavily that it's going to need, it's going to be people standing on the front lines. You won't have time. God wants to provide for us. He wants to provide for you in the Word. The things of this world become as nothing. He said, I counted all loss that I might see one thing gain. He said, we talked about this too. In what? That I might share in his sufferings. Whoa. Just give me the easy stuff. <laughs> but he said, whenever you forget those things which are behind God's always reminded me to think back about where you came, what, what happened in your life. He, he constantly told them, think back. Their staff, each, each one of these men that walked around with a staff, you think that staff didn't have, that staff had multitudes of marks and, and, and deals on there saying, he, as he looked down that staff, he remembered everywhere God brought him from. So you never forget what God done for you, but you forget the things that, that either hinder you in your past or have hindered you and you and you move forward from this day. I don't want to, this gospel is, is I don't want to give a watered down version of what gives me power. I don't want it to look like I got a watered down version of what I got delivered from. I've been delivered by the power of God and he's given me the spirit to, to overcome the works of the devil. And that's my job. No, does it got to be all this sparkles and, and fireworks? No. You walk into the room in the presence and it'll do what it does. People get convicted. They start saying things and, and do If you ever watch, if you're walking in the presence and anointing of God, you'll begin to see people begin to tell you things. They begin to open up or feel they might not even want to be around because they might get convicted when they're around you. It happens. I've been around a lot of people. Or they might just like your presence because they feel the goodness of God. They might be drinking. I've been around people drinking and partying. Don't bother me. All my friends, I come from a rough crowd. Welders, pipe fitters. But that didn't stop me from working with them. And I didn't go to party with them. But if they're eating dinner, I'll go eat with them. You know what I mean? And not, I'm not there because I got delivered from these kind of things. I don't want even, but I, I do want my friends to be saved if any way, if they might see one thing. But I want to walk in the authority and the power which God has given me. I don't want, he says, I am. If you guys will begin to get a hold of I am every time you say it, think about it. I am. That is a prophetic statement. Every time you open your mouth and said, I am, 
said, Jesus answered, I assure you, most solemnly say to you, you have been searching for me, not because you saw the signs, but because you ate the loaves and were filled. Do not work for the food that perishes, but for food that endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. For God the Father has authorized him and put a seal on him. They asked him, what are you, what, they asked him, what we to do so that we may habitually doing the works of God. Jesus answered, this is the work of God. Do you believe in whom the one he sent? So they said to him, what sign? I love this. I love the way the Lord spoke. What sign will you do that we may see and believe you? What work will you do? Our fathers, and I I love how this goes, our fathers ate manna in the wilderness. As it is written, he gave them bread out of heaven to eat. Look, Listen to what, so they must have been implicated. I like the way he said, then Jesus answered and said to me, I assure you, most solemnly say to you, it was not Moses who would give you the bread. They must have been insinuating Moses. They thought they really followed the law of Moses. That You know, they really thought they have it together. It's the same way Paul was preaching. That's the same way, Stephen. You guys got it all together. You figured it all out. Look. You, you ain't even reading the words you're talking. You ain't even listening to what's coming out of your mouth. Stephen was telling them, I'm going to back it up to the preschool age for you. You come out. You did this. You did this. God gave you the word. Here he is in the word. You crucified him. What you going to do now? Oh, we're going to lash out because, man, you're crazy. Sometimes we do that. Whenever we feel God cutting at us, we want to lash out and do what's wrong. But I'm telling you, we have an advocate with the Father, and all you have to do is ask, and he will forgive you. He, he, but we have to humble ourselves. We have to humble ourselves and, and get into the presence and power of God. It says, so for the bread of God, he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Then he said to him, Lord, always give us the bread. Jesus replied to him, I am the bread of life. The one who comes to me will never be hungry. The one who believes in me will never thirst. We're talking about bread, and he talks about getting the thirsty. But he he says, I'm a living well springing up into everlasting life. And he says, oh, but as I told you, you have seen me, and you still don't believe. So these guys back it up to the elementary principles. I can tell you all day. But you can't, they they wasn't ready to receive. For I have come down to heaven not to do my will, but to do the will of him who sent me. This is the will of him who sent me, that all that I've given, that he has given me, I lose nothing. But that in the last day I raise it up. For this is my father's will and purpose, that everyone who sees the son and believes in him, Will have eternal life and I will raise him up on the last days. But as they go on to talk about, he talks about in this morning, we was talking about communion. He says, they go on into talking on down in here. You can read it yourself, but I ain't going to read it. The, uh, he talks about my food and my, my blood and my body is definitely food and drink for you. That's what Jesus said. And then people begin to, even his own disciples begin to leave him. Without even that, they, I don't even know if they turn or they might not even turn around and say, what do you mean by that? They didn't even take the time. Sometimes you might not understand what God's doing. Take the time to ask him. Take the time to understand him. God wants you to not feel left out. God wants you to have power over the works of the devil in your life. He wants you to have the power Working in your life. If you feel powerless, get into the presence. You feel powerless, we have to have, he said, we have to have the Holy Spirit working in our life. And if we do things that 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 uh, reject the Father, if we do things that, that, that hinder the Spirit moving in our life, we will not have power. They'll have, you can have a form of godliness with no power. 
you think you're doing everything right, but you can't get it right. I, maybe, and maybe you might even tell yourself you are getting it right. I don't know. But, but me, without his presence, I don't, I have to have the presence and power of God. So do you. So awesome what he was, he said, forgetting what the pastor was preaching, you know. He says, too grown up to give up, you know what I mean? That, that stuff, if you, if you let it, it'll cut you where it's supposed to. That, that should have been hitting everybody in here. We're too grown up. And that, but whenever I went back and read what was going on in the whole situation, he was growing up. Stephen was growing up, and so and everything was happening. So, and he he was talking about Moses and how he had to grow up into the pre. He you, you get an experience, and you got to grow into the experience. Forty years, or or you know, he's eighty years old before he starts marching on. I just want to experience God to the fullest, and I want those that's around me to experience it. You should be walking in power and authority over darkness, and over, and we should not be afraid to pray. Whenever people uh, you see a need, you should open up and step out in faith. I, I ask God to show me, and, and, and what happens whenever, whenever things come about, I don't end up stepping out every time. But man, if you don't feel good when you do, George steps out a lot. Okay, then them the opportunities, everybody in here got the same opportunities George comes into every day. All of us. How many of us are stepping out in faith and just praying? Lady at the cancer treatment place, she comes out hurting. Her brother's died. Do I pray? You know, yeah, we, you know, we talk and, but do you, do I pray? No, I did not pray. She's sitting there confiding in my wife. And I neglected to pray and let the presence and power of God touch. She don't understand why she lost her brother. She loves God. She loved God. She wasn't trying to get her saved. No, I was just trying to help, you know, share her in the presence and power of God. Maybe I'm feeling good about God. Feeling powered up by God. She might not be feeling that. She might be having questions about God. That's what's important about stepping out in faith. If we don't do it, nobody else will not do it. If we don't step up in faith, nobody else might take that place. God can call anybody. Of course he can. He's expecting you to do your part. We're in here. We're saved. You're on your way to heaven. But I, I, got, I constantly, ever since I've listened to Todd White, I constantly want to just bring heaven to earth. And I'm not lifting that man up. He just knows how to get in the presence of God. I, and I, and in the same way I look at Paul, he knew how to get into the presence of God. But listen, so God's beginning to show me what it, he, he's already shown me what happens in the end. So you want to walk the walk of an apostle. This could be, this is how it works. Pain, suffering. But there's a lot of goodness that comes along the road. And watch God pour out his spirit on you. And But man, if you, he said, you think it's strange the fiery trial you're going through? It's for the glory of God. That's, that's his Robert Noble paraphrase. He said, it's for my good. It's, 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 so I can power, it's so I can power you up. You needed a charge. This fiery trial is so I can refine you. The devil's over here. I got him now. That's what he thought about Jesus. Got him now. Woo. I win. He was getting charged. He was charging the whole world. He was charging. He done stuck a charger to the whole world. He took it from one man to everybody in one day. One day. God can change everything. It only takes God one day. It takes him one and it's already been done. We talked about the one day. Haman meant something bad. He wanted, he wanted Mordecai. Oh, Uncle Mordecai was a prophet speaking the prophecies of God all behind the scenes. And in the last day, he's about to go to them gallows and God turn it around. He'd been turning it around for a while, but man, if you wouldn't have noticed it, you might not have knew that. If, unless, I mean, 
Oh, Uncle Mordecai, he might have had a feeling, but he didn't know for sure. It's kind of like Abraham taking his son. Well, you're going up there, and you're really wondering, God, are you going to kill my son? And he wasn't no small boy. They say he was like 18 or so. So he had to go willingly. <laughs> he had to really trust Dad. How many of us would trust Dad today that much? We go kicking it now. You would? She said she would. That's good. Trust Dad. As long as he's following the Holy Spirit, trust Dad. That's good. Man of God. You do. That's what God does. That puts trust. Without following God, I don't have, without, I mean, I can't, my dad's a good man, but he don't, he won't, he, that's, he thinks that's good enough. He would help anybody on the side of the road and, but just stay out of everybody's business, you know. That's, I love my dad. He is a good guy, but I want for him to see who Jesus is. He is the savior of the world. And just so you can have the presence and power of God to say, when I woke up this morning, he began to speak. And he, he confirms what he spoke by what the pastor says or what Sammy says or what anybody in this room. He can confirm it by anybody. That's what I love about the teacher. He said, you don't need people to teach you. You think some, you need somebody to teach you. You don't need to come. You need to get into the presence of the Holy Spirit and let him read in the Holy Ghost. That's what I've been saying to my, I want to read in the Holy Ghost. I don't want to see it this, this, this way or that way or I've really been watching the, looking at commentaries and so I got a Bible with very little commentary in it. But I do read the Amplified because it, it make, takes some of the legwork out going to the Strongs. Not, I love the Strongs, love researching the Word of God, but one word in here, every phrase matters, the pastor said. And there's another thing he said. He said, my condition is subject to change, but my position is eternal with Jesus Christ. That's, that's awesome. And another man said, he said, of him, to us, through us, for them. And that's in the Bible. He, he, people, he ruffled feathers, you know, and stuff. But that one phrase that he said, of him, to us, through, but he said it so fast that I couldn't even, I said, what did he just say? Of him, to us, through us, for them. I said, huh? (laughs) Slow that down, Oklahoma. (laughs) (laughs) He slowed, you know, he said it fast, he faster than I can even say it. (laughs) And I was like, what was he? I had to ask myself three days. He's preaching three days. And, Third day, I'm like, what is he saying? <laughs> the pastor knows, but, it, you know, one phrase from one man stuck with me. Because that's the Bible of him to us, through us, for them. We are a conduit for goodness. We are a conduit for greatness. We are a conduit for the Holy Ghost to move into others' lives. Is that awesome or what? That God would use somebody of no. You'll stand back and watch the glory of God. He'll use you like never before. But don't think the world's going to love you. He said, because the world, he, he said, they don't hate you yet. This is what Jesus said. He said, they don't hate you yet, but they're about to. They're about to hate you if you do what I call you to do. If you want to be loved by the world, you probably don't have no part in here. But if you don't mind being hated by the world, it's going to be okay. And if you don't mind, you don't understand what that means, that's fine. God wants to show us. He wants to lead us in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. We don't have to have, he said, but whenever you come to God, just begin to practice right things. Practice means you do one thing today, you keep doing it. And then you do something tomorrow. Before, Whenever God delivered me, he took everything away all at once. And he took the desires. So if I do not fill them spots with something else, the devil will come back and he will find something to put in that hole. And it may be seven times worse. But, but, but as long as you, God has got, he, he don't get caught by surprise. He's not, he's got, he's not, uh, 
on his back hand, back feet, you know, running away. No, he's got it figured out. He thinks in the end and he, in the beginning, he works our stuff around it. But begin to walk in the anointing which God has called you to. Don't walk out. Don't, don't live a life of defeat all the time. I don't know. If we don't experience power, we got to get into his presence. The presence is the power. And that's what we have to have. He says, I'm the bread. If you want to know, if you want to know, and if you want to find out, God don't hold nothing back. He'll let you, he'll let you in on the secrets, the mysteries, and that's what will make you alive. Let's bow our heads and pray. Lord God, we thank you, Lord, that your word goes and accomplishes what in you send it. Lord, I thank you, Lord, that you sent your word and you healed us, Lord. I thank you, Lord, that you heal us from day to day of our, of our physical, of our mental, of every part of our being. Lord God, we ask you, Lord, to help everybody in here. Help us to line up with your word and destroy the works of the devil. To come in line with your word and with, the object, with, your, with your spirit. We ask, I ask you every today, Lord God, to just bless each and every one of the hearing of my voice, Lord, with your spirit. Let them to be empowered by your spirit in the name of Jesus. Lord, we just come before you holy, true, and righteous. Lord, we thank you, Lord, that you are holy, true, and righteous. Your word is truth. Let us to lead not on our own understanding, but in all of our ways acknowledge you. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Anybody needs prayer, I'll gladly pray. God wants to empower us. He's already given us his spirit, but God wants to, if you ain't experiencing power, if you're online and you ain't experiencing power and you feel beat down, ask God. You ain't got to come up here. I ain't got to pray for you, but I'm telling you, if you ask, you will receive. I believe that in my heart right now, that if you need power over something in your life, ask him. Maybe you've been asking. presence is the power his presence whenever they're singing that song that that really hit me and you know at the, at, the, at the feet of jesus you know and just just sitting there in his presence long enough to hear what he's saying they that wait up on the lord shall renew their strength and they'll mount up on wings as eagles they'll run and not grow weary and they'll walk and not faint right I believe that. If we wait on the Lord, waiting is not easy. We don't got to figure it all out. You ain't got to always have a word, speaking, praying. So don't be afraid just to sit in his presence, open the Bible, and begin to read a word over and over and over until it gets ingrained. Or just open and start reading. Pray for God to give you understanding, and he will. I know he does me. And I know he will you. He's not no respecter of persons. And what he'll give to Marty, he'll give to you. What he'll give to George, what he gives to me, what he gives to anybody in here, he'll share it liberally. If you want it, he's got it. But there is a price. There is a, and don't, I ain't trying, I've never tried that. I did not, that's not, it's just part of it. Whenever you serve God, there is, there is something, I mean, in the level Depend on the level you want in. It depend. It might. There might be. They say you know. Don't pray for patience. But I don't know. God is patient. So we got. If that's an attribute of God. Mm-hmm. No, hang on. My water's still half. No. Hang on. Let me get juice up. So as. Um, when we were doing praise and worship and everyone had went up here, God gave me a word. And as Rob was speaking today, he kept several times he mentioned God has gave us the ability to take care of things that come against us, basically. So this word was before that. God said, I've made provision for every situation. Provision is a measure taken beforehand to deal with a need or contingency. 
contingency is something liable to happen as a result of something else. So that wasn't the first word. God gave me this, and it's for one specific person. But I was like, Lord, it's hard for me to do that. He said, well, whoever wants to receive it will. You believe this is a testing of your faith. It's not. I know your faith is mighty. This is the world coming against your family. This is how it will be in these days to come. I've gave you the ability to slay giants. But I put demons in parentheses because really that's what we're dealing with. So that's all. heard the, I was just hearing, they said, the Lord has not given us a spirit of fear, but of love, peace, and a sound power, and a sound mind. That's what I heard right then. He said, he's not given us a spirit of fear, but of love, and his power, and a sound mind. Lord, I thank you, Lord, for that. Thank you, Lord, that whoever received that, Lord, was empowered this day, Lord God. Uh, and we thank you, Lord, for your word that you send us. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You are the word that became flesh. Living word. Lord, let us to be living testimonies, Lord, written and read by every man. Lord, that we might be written. Yes, she said it today. That we don't light up and put it under a bushel. That we, but we, we glorify our Father in heaven. That it would be seen by everybody. And we thank you for that, Lord. That we can glorify your name by following you. Just all we got to do is trust and believe. Great faith. In this house, in the name of Jesus. Thank you.